Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Preciado. The Los Angeles Lakers are officially back in action in games that actually matter. Tuesday, December 22nd, I almost said October because that's what I'm used to when the NBA season starts. Tuesday, December 22nd, the Lakers return to action against the Los Angeles Clippers. Daniel and I are both extremely excited. If you're as excited as us, maybe uh, leave us a, a review on Apple Podcasts. If you've got any questions about the start of the season, we always answer any questions that are in the reviews. It's got to be a five-star review, of course. Um, follow us, subscribe, whatever the word is, either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever you get your podcast from. I'm personally a Spotify guy. I don't know about you, Daniel. Um, but look, it's exciting. we got a full season. This is our first full season. We started right before the playoffs last year. I'm excited. we got a lot of exciting content. Daniel, how are you doing? I am really excited for the season. Love the new look roster. Love the way they looked in the preseason. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, man. I mean, it's nice to uh, get a little Lakers escapism. Uh, you know, everything going on. Um, I just recently also got a puppy uh, for Christmas for my girlfriend. Uh, I talked about you personally. With I talked about this with you personally. Got a little bit of the, the puppy blues. Uh, some postpartum depression with puppies. Uh you know, so this is my first dog I've ever owned, actually. Well, I owned one when I was a kid, but I didn't really own it, and then it ran away from me. So it's been a little rough. Charger so, Yep, Charger. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's good to talk about Lakers basketball. Uh, how we're going to do this throughout the year, you know, we'll preview usually two or three games at a time, do two pod, pods a week. Uh, it all depends on the Lakers schedule. We'll work around it. But because it's opening night against the Clippers, we're just reviewing opening night, and then we're going to have a recap podcast coming at you on Wednesday after the game, the game being tomorrow. Uh, Daniel. Clippers versus Lakers. Uh, these teams, you know, they did not meet up, ma- match up in the playoffs like we thought they were going to. You know, Clippers blew a 3-1 lead. Let's not forget. Uh, nope. So, and we, we beat them twice in the preseason. I mean, it's the preseason. The Clippers had 20 guys playing in those games. Um, you know, how are you feeling? How do you – How do you? what do you expect the starting line to be, first of all? You know, the Clippers haven't changed too much. We could talk about that a little bit. But the Lakers, you know, they got some new pieces, and I don't – Frank Vogel hasn't exactly, you know, showcased how he's going to handle the starting lineup. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, we can kind of guess at it, but with the rotations and everything and some guys just taking nights off in the preseason, we don't exactly know. But if I had to guess at this point, I'd probably say Gasol, AD, LeBron, KCP, and Dennis Schroeder. That would okay. be my guess. Okay. Um, I'd probably say... I'd probably say Gasol, AD. I'm going center to uh, point guard like you told me I should. Uh, Gasol, <laughs> AD, LeBron. I got a different backcourt, though. No, I got KCP. You had KCP, right? Mm-hmm. I got KCP starting at as the quotations point guard. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of Wes Matthews in the starting lineup. Shoot, Interesting. Shooting guard. Yeah. Probably won't play as many minutes. Probably like be the guy in the starting five who only gets like 20 minutes, whatever. And then off the bench, have a Schroeder. Schroeder Caruso backcourt uh, tandem together with a little bit of Kuzma, a little bit of Harrell, a little bit of Markeith Morris. That sounds delicious. THT. Uh, yeah, see, that's the thing is THT was so phenomenal in the preseason, obviously, but there's just so many guys on this roster, man. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. Is he going to get 10? Is he going to get 15? Are they going to ease him into it? Are they just going to throw him full steam ahead? They just paid Kuzma $13 million, which I guess we should probably talk about. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, they're not going to sign Kuzma to an extension and then play Kuzma less minutes, fewer minutes. 
you know, over THT. Maybe Markeith gets fewer minutes. I don't know. Um, Wesley Matthews and company might get a few minutes here and there, two or three, you know, less minutes. I don't know. How many minutes do you expect THT to actually play in this game? I'm going to say 10 to 15. I think that was a good range that you just mentioned. 10 to 15 sounds about right. Okay. But I will say this. I think he's just as deserving of Kyle Kuzma's minutes as as Kyle Kuzma is. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we could talk about Kyle Kuzma, too. Sign a three-year, $40 million extension to stay with the purple and gold. I wrote an article on the Lake Show Life website about how I didn't like it. And I yeah. thought it was not a good thing for the Lakers. And you should go read it. Yeah. you. I mean, you're a noted Kyle Kuzma hater. Um, so that's obvious. Uh, now, I just want to say, Daniel, this happened right I, – I know something that might ruin your Christmas. Kyle Kuzma, three-year, $40 million contract before Christmas. Kike Hernandez, three-year, $40 million contract incoming uh, to the Dodgers. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that would hurt more than Kuzma for sure. <laughs> I think I think if he got a one-year, $3 million contract, it might hurt you more than Kuzma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's weird with Kuzma because, like, I've already seen like the gears turning in Laker fans' heads. Like, well, now he's easier to trade. He's got that in-between contract, which is absolutely true. I mean, you kind of need those in-between contracts to trade in the future. I don't think he gets dealt this season. I think, honestly, maybe next offseason at the absolute earliest, maybe next trade deadline, and something has to really open for them. Um, it is what it is. You know, I don't, I don't love it, but if they're they're kind of buying in on his potential. They're not going to get Giannis anyways, and they can definitely pivot. I mean, they pivoted from Danny Green, you know, fantastically. So we'll see. I, I'm optimistic. I'm not as big of a Kuzma hater, even though I do, you know, I don't enjoy Kuzma as much as you know some Laker fans might. So yeah, I don't know. I think he gets traded eventually. I think it's just the perfect contract figure yeah. to go after a max contract. You trade a guy like KCP's contract. I think wait, KCP and Kuzma have the exact same contract, huh? Yeah, I want to. I, I think so. Three years, forty Three mil. Three years, forty million. I KCP. think so. So you could package those two with a Montres Harrell or something, maybe a Bradley Beal. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Uh, KCP three year, thirty nine point one million. So uh, Kuzma's getting paid more. Oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, it is what it is. I think they'll eventually trade him. I think he's off the board this season for sure, unless just something comes about. Some. Bradley Beal, like you said, gets disgruntled or someone like gets disgruntled and forces their way to the Lakers. Um, you know, but I've seen some people say this extension shows that they'll never trade them. I wouldn't say that. Um, but I am now against, you know, because before I always was like, just trade your, you know, Kuzma coming back isn't a guarantee. You trade one year Kuzma for like one year of a Derrick Rose or whoever. You don't really need Rose anymore. But that was kind of my argument, the whole thing. I wouldn't do that now if there's just like a mediocre kind of rotation player for half a season. I'd hold on to Kuzma for sure and try to use him as, you know, bait in a bigger package. Um, or maybe mm -hmm. he proves us both wrong and he turns into an all-star. Or not. Uh, next, or not. <laughs> next superstar duo in L.A., superstar trio in L.A., Alex Crusoe, Kyle Kuzma, THT. That's a championship-winning core. <laughs> yep. And then Anthony Davis leaves and makes us cry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they do the starting lineups. The Clippers, you know, I don't – I don't follow. I haven't followed their preseason as much as the Lakers, obviously. Uh, Off-season moves wise, you know, they brought in Luke Kennard. Uh, they got rid of Landry Shamet, which we talked about in a previous episode. We both didn't really understand that much. It kind of just felt like a lateral move. Um, who else did they bring in? They re-signed Marcus Morris, way overpaid for him, sixty-four million. I saw some Clipper fans uh, clowning the Lakers about paying for uh, Kyle Kuzma forty million. I'm like, dude, you guys are paying Marcus Morris sixty-four million? Calm down. Um, they lost Trez, obviously. They brought in Ibaka to replace Trez, Trez, which is, again, another kind of lateral movement. 
he does fit their play style and what they needed more. So it's an improvement in that regard. But overall, talent-wise, I don't think he's this huge improvement that I've seen, you know, some Clipper fans hyping him up to be. Um, they lost to Michael Green. Am I missing anything? I feel like I'm missing something obvious. Um, I think that's I it. Like I, I mean, Marcus Morris signed him to an extension. Yeah. You said that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, see? Now that's that's all I can think of. So their starting lineup's probably looking at, you know, Pat Bev, discount Alex Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, Ivica Zubac with uh, Ibaka off the bench, or do you think they're going to start Ibaka with Zubac off the bench? Or maybe Morris off the I bench? I think start Zubac and then bench Ibaka. Play Ibaka a lot of minutes, though. It's like a stretch five. Yeah, for sure. Uh, have that Lou Williams, Ibaka kind of tandem. They're pretty much just replacing it with a, you know, Trez. And yeah, off the bench, Lou Williams, Ibaka, Luke Kennard, sharpshooter about it um that's kind of it they i feel like they're i remember la- going into last year everyone was talking about how deep the clippers were and like i feel like this year they're not deep at all like mm-hmm. right i mean see that's the problem with them is you know they have luke canard sharpshooter like they have these guys who are good in a vacuum you know lou williams is a fantastic scorer but he's a one-way player that just hurts in the playoffs i mean it's not the playoffs yet reggie jackson same thing he's just one way terrible defender uh nicholas batum who you know i think he's a fine player. I think, you know, everyone thinks he's absolutely terrible because his contract was absolutely terrible. I think he could provide, you know, some decent minutes for them. Thank you, ESPN, for making noise. Um, I don't know. I, I don't love the Clippers roster this year, and that's just from an objective standpoint. I think they're good, but I don't love their mm-hmm. bench as much as I loved it last year. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think they're as deep as they have been in past seasons or in last year even. Um, the issue that I have with their roster is that yeah, like you mentioned, they're you know it's one dimensional with some of these guys, mm-hmm. but they're one dimensional in the wrong ways. Like yep. you would rather have a guy that's a defensive minded player instead of just a complete offensive player mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of a defensive dud. I think you would rather have like an Alex Caruso than a Lou Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially you know coming off the bench in the playoffs. Um, yeah, man, I don't know what they're gonna do defensively. Like that second unit, like. They're going to have a Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams backcourt. And obviously, they're going to stagger the minutes, you know, so Paul George and Kawhi plays with the second unit. It's not like the second unit is going to be straight up on the floor by itself. But, you know, when you have Jackson and uh, Lou Williams, you know, and Kennard's not – Kennard's okay defensively. I don't think he's a fantastic defender. Abaka's okay. Um, whoever else I'm missing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to complain about not liking their bench, though. So. The return of staggering statistics, I should say, Daniel. So for those who are unfamiliar, in the playoffs last year, we did staggering statistics before every round. We'll probably do this probably every episode. We both present uh, different statistics that are staggering. We have to guess them, kind of uh, set up in a quiz-style format. We had a leaderboard. I don't know where our leaderboard is. I think we lost it. It's all right. New year. We're starting fresh. Uh, We're also going to do purple and gold players. So the purple and gold players are – purple players are players on the Clippers – and it's only role players. We're not doing the superstars. Uh, purple players are players on the Clippers or whoever the Lakers play that we think the Lakers need to focus on limiting to uh, get the victory. Gold players are players on the Lakers, role players, that we think are going to have a big game. So in the playoffs, we kind of did it for the series, and we did gold players that we think need to thrive for the Lakers to win. This year, we're just doing gold players that we think will have a big game in this specific game, and then we'll wrap it up with some betting predictions. Daniel, staggering statistics, do you want to go first or second? Uh, you can go first. So you want me to ask my question first? Sure. Mine is not very good this time around. I couldn't think of a good one. It's all right. We're, we're 
we're gearing into the season as well. Uh, we're still yeah, in preseason yeah. form. Um, all right, Daniel. Lakers playing the Clippers on opening night. Last year, they played the Clippers on opening night, and they lost. Mm-hmm. The last time the Lakers won, beat the Clippers on opening night was in 2013, October 29th, 2013. Obviously, they don't play them on opening night every year, but that is the last time they beat the Clippers on opening night, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant was still injured. He did not play in this game. Now, here's my question for you, Daniel. You have six things you kind of have to guess correctly. I'm a, you have to get, Well, you have to get four of the six, but there's six things. Can you name the starting five from that game, from that opening night game, 2013, that beat the Clippers? Oh, my gosh. And bonus point, can you name the leading score for the Lakers that night? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, we can try. <laughs> it's a 2013 uh, 2014 lakers that won i think 27 games yeah 27 uh, um this was lob city mm. this was uh starting for the clippers was blake griffin chris paul deandre jordan jj reddick and a now familiar face jared dudley who scored zero points oh no that was his plus minus never mind <laughs> um so the fact that you're asking this question uh-huh. Kind of leads me to believe that this is like a one of those dud rosters, and I think I'm gonna go with. Oh man, this is a good one. This is a really good one. I like it. Thank you. I don't know how many X's uh, I'm gonna give you, but we'll just go along. I want you to get it right. Yeah. Uh, gonna go with Wesley Johnson. Wesley Johnson was on the team, but he did not start that night. Okay, so then that means Xavier Henry started. He did not start in this specific game. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> this is that's crazy. Okay. Um Dude, Laker fan favorite. Jordan Farmer? No, he was on the bench as well. Um Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> this game was really this box score was really interesting. Think of another Laker legend. Uh, Laker fans want to see his number get retired in the rafters. Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol, yes. He started okay. that game. Um, um, was Steve Nash also on the team? Steve Nash started at point guard. Oh, dang. Um, think of... Dwight, uh, Dwight was gone, right? Yeah, Dwight think. was gone. Think of Snapchat. Yeah. That's kind of too easy of a hint. Snapchat? Oh, maybe. Nick Young? Yep, Nick Young started that game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't tell me Meta World Peace started that game. No, Meta World Peace did not play. I don't know if he was still on the roster, if he was hurt, but he did not play. Got it. All right, so you got um, two more starters. I'm going to give you one more wrong answer, and then I'll give you, I don't know, two guesses on the leading score or something. So you have one more okay. wrong answer for the starting lineup. You already got three of the six, so you only need to get either one more starter or the leading score. Mm-hmm. One more starter. And I'll tell you the starting five before you guess the leading score. Okay. Um, hmm. so you got Pau Gasol starting at center, I believe. Well, actually, I don't know where he was starting. Um, Steve Nash, Nick Young, two more. Yeah, Pau Gasol was starting at center. Uh, so Xavier Henry wasn't starting. Mm-hmm. You said I get one more wrong answer just for the starters, yeah, and then I'll let you guess the leading scorer. Hmm. So you have See, a- okay, so I'm I'm between two, and I'm gonna give you their names. Okay. 
but I'm not going to tell you who I'm picking. I'm between Jody Meeks and Steve Blake. Okay. I can confirm both players were on the team. I'll confirm okay. that much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, we're gonna go with Steve Blake because he got some starts. Winner, winner. Steve Blake oh, really? started at, I guess, shooting guard. Uh, Nick Young at the three, Pau Gasol at the five, Steve Nash at the one. Uh, just for fun, who do you think started at power forward? Do you have any guess whatsoever? Jordan Hill. <laughs> Sean Williams. Are you? He got a start. Oh, that's awful. Twelve Dude, minutes. Any guess for the leading score? Uh, did I say his name already? Yes. Oh, really? Um, so that means it's probably somebody on the bench. Perhaps. Uh... Said his name twice. Oh, so it's Xavier Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Xavier Henry <laughs> with 22 points. Okay. Now, nice. so you got that right. Um, this was a weird – I told you before we recorded, there was like a weird tidbit with this, Daniel. So – Lakers starting five, Pau Gasol, Steve Blake, Nick Young, Steve Nash, Sean Williams. Um, the first three bench guys, Jordan Farmer, Xavier Henry, Jody Meeks, all got more playing time than any of the starters, um, which is interesting. Bold strategy. Uh, all five of the starting lineup had a negative plus minus. Gasol, Nash, and Williams were minus two. Young and Blake were minus four, minus six. And ironically enough, Every single member of the Clippers starting five, except Jared Dudley, who posted a zero, also had a negative plus minus. So somehow the Lakers won this game by 13, despite both starting lineups for both teams having a negative plus minus. I don't know how that happens, but I mean, again, plus minus is flawed, but on the bench, Jordan Farmer plus 15, Henry plus 15, Jody Meeks plus 19, Wesley Johnson plus 15, Chris Kamen, zero. Jordan Hill plus 17. So interesting tween. Interesting team. I think uh, this Lakers team probably beats, uh, you know, this old Lakers team by like 40 points. <laughs> okay. I My staggering statistic is actually very similar to yours. It involves guessing players. Okay. So I went back all the way to November 23rd of 1984. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the first time the Lakers ever played the Clippers in Los Angeles Clippers history. Okay. So, obviously, the Lakers have played the Buffalo Braves. They played the, the San Diego Clippers. Mm-hmm. This was the first time they played the Los Angeles Clippers. I want you to name. Let's see. There were... Oh, my gosh. There were 22 players, right, oh in this my... game that played in this game. I want you to name 10. I don't think I can get a single Clipper. I'm, like, dead serious. <laughs> okay. But... We can... No, we'll lower it to eight. How about that? Eight. Because you could just get eight late or eight Lakers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll see how many I can get. I mean, Bob McAdoo had to be on one of them, right? Yeah. Either the Lakers Bob or the Clippers. Was on the Lakers. He played twenty minutes. Eighty-four. So that's you know Magic, Kareem, James Worthy. Magic, Kareem. Oh wait, and no. Worthy. Oh, Worthy was in the league. Okay, good. When did he come in? Was that his rookie year? Because uh, was not he sure. drafted the same year as MJ? Wasn't he the first overall pick in the MJ draft? Or am I making that up in my head? Magic? I don't think so. No, Magic, James. No, Worthy. Oh, I... 1982. What? what year was Michael? No, he wasn't. I don't know where I'm coming no. up with this. No, no, Jordan no. Was he, was, he was teammates with Michael Jordan. That's what it was at UNC. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he was. Yes. Okay, so I got those. Uh, Michael Cooper, obviously. 
Yep, Michael Cooper. You're at five. Jamal Wilkes. Yes. Uh, the guy whose name I always forget that used to coach. Byron Scott. Byron Scott. You're one away. I actually got his name right this time. Let's see if I can get a clipper. I'm trying to think of like all-time clipper greats. Bob McAdoo. Do you – how many of these Clippers did would you have known? Three. And actually, one of them was a Laker at one point. Oh. One? It's a guard, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Norm Nixon? Yeah, Norm Nixon. Okay. Yeah, so you got eight. Who else was – should I know the other Clippers? I want to try to get these other two Clippers. Oh. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'll just take my W. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mitch Kupchak was also on the Lakers. Okay. Kurt Rambis. Okay, yeah. Mike McGee, who I have actually never heard of. I've – I would Larry Spriggs, who got the start. Larry Triggs? Spriggs. Spriggs. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I haven't heard of that guy. And this was in, yeah. what, November of 84? Uh, Yeah. And then the other clipper that I you definitely know who it is uh, that I was talking about is Bill Walton. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah, to play we've got dubs here. I'm looking at this game now. Bill Walton. Wow, what a tear. I mean – I don't even know these guys. Like, I mean, Bill Walton came off the bench. He was probably, what, like 40 years old by this point? Maybe not that old, but uh, let's see. He was 32, but he had the back of a 40-year-old. Is that what's wrong with him, his back? Something was wrong I, with him. I think it was his back. Um, Mar- Marquise Johnson, never heard of. Derek Smith, never heard of. James Donaldson, never heard of. Roy White, never heard of. Heard like of Harvey Catchings, and that's it. Dang. That's just so bad. How do franchises – I don't understand how franchises can be, like, in poverty for so long, um, like the Chargers. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about something else. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's staggering statistics. We're both 1-0 on the year. That's fantastic. Hopefully we can uh, repeat that on our betting predictions. But first, Daniel, we got to do our purple and gold players. Um, like I already explained it, you know, we both pick each player. Usually we, uh, we talk beforehand, make sure we don't overlap, but we didn't. But it's okay if we overlap. It's just one game. It's not a whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, since I went first with my staggering statistics, I'm going to make you go first with purple and gold players, Daniel. Who are your purple and gold players for opening night? My purple player is going to be Lou Williams. Okay. So the last time that the Clippers and the Lakers faced off, right, prior to the bubble, uh, we had Avery Bradley to kind of lock down Lou Williams offensively mm-hmm. or on the defensive end, you know, for the Lakers' purposes. Um, I want to see who steps up. I want to see whether that's Caruso. I want to see if it's THT. I think it's going to be kind of key to see who they trust as their perimeter defenders mm-hmm. uh, in crunch time. I think that that kind of – it's more of a going forward thing than it is just in the context of this one game for me, gotcha. if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, the gold player I'm going to go with is definitely going to be Montrez Harrell. Okay. Um, I think that the Clippers outside of Zubats don't really have the bodies to really bang down low with Montrez and his energy. And I think Montrez with the homecoming kind of playing against the Clippers, his old team, his old boys, you know, I think he's going to come out and really play well. 
Yeah. High energy. We saw it in the preseason. He treated that preseason game like it was a playoff game. Yeah, I could definitely, definitely see it. Uh, I went a little bit, excuse me, I went a little bit off the beaten path with my gold player, Daniel. And it is, it is a role player that I probably overrate. Um, <laughs> I definitely overrate him. But I just really like him on this Lakers team. I don't know what it is. I, I Markeith Morris. Yep. How did you know? <laughs> because you overrate Markeith Morris. <laughs> I love him, though. I think that's a great pick. Um, I even wrote, I wrote it down in my notes. Gold player Markeith Morris. I don't think he's going to have the biggest game in terms of if you're just looking at the box score and you're like, okay, Trez scored, you know, 15, Schroeder scored 14, maybe even Kuzma scores, you know, 12, whatever. Crusoe comes up with some big defense, does the things that don't show up in the box score. Um, I don't think he's going to have the biggest box score, but what I do think he's going to do, I think he's going to come off the bench, stretch five. He's going to hit two big threes off the bench. So he's going to be efficient. He's going to go two for three shooting. He's going to have 10 points. He's going to have another two, another four points. Uh, we'll just say two points on a regular shot. We'll say two free throw, uh, free throws. So 10 points, five boards. And again, not the biggest game, but those threes are going to be like swing threes, like, you know, either to end a run or to keep a run going, you know, a Markeith Morris three before a timeout playing against his t- twin brother. Um, you know, his twin brother's getting paid $14 million more than him. So he was going to want to show him like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm still better than you. Maybe not, but that, he's going to play this game better than Marcus Morris. My purple player. It's not Marcus Morris, though. Oh, that's a disappointment. (laughs) It is a former Laker, and that is Zubach. Um, You mentioned that the the Clippers don't really have the bodies to bang down low with Harrell and, you know, AD even, Marcus All. You know, Zubach is kind of their best bet. Um, You know, Ibaka can play the five, but he's not a traditional five. And I think if they can just make sure that, you know, Zubac doesn't have this big, this huge game and kind of overwhelm him because he is kind of the only guy who can, you know, give the Clippers a chance in the paint and on the boards. Um, and if they really limit him, you know, out-rebound him and whatnot, uh, I don't, I just don't see how the Clippers lose or win this game. You know, if we look back and Zubac has four boards and four points, uh, then that's a Lakers blowout. That's Lakers by 20. So I think it's more of can they limit the one guy who can somewhat slow down their biggest strength? So that was kind of my logic for that. Yeah, I actually, I actually like that pick a lot. It, it goes along with the reasoning why I had Montrez. Mm-hmm. It's just in reverse, absolutely. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Actually, it's exactly in reverse. Um, Markeith, though, man, I don't know what it what it is about Markeith. I just he hit some big shots in the playoffs, man. He just he shot. I told you that stat last episode how he has like the third highest uh, three point percentage among players to take sixty threes or whatever it is in a in a playoffs for the Lakers. Um, so he's got a special place in Lakers history and in my heart. Now, betting wise, though, I believe we ended last year tied, or did I get the W? I don't remember. I think I got the W. Uh, I think you won. I think it came down to the wire, and you won by like a game or two. That's right. I mean, you are the betting guy. You you know you pride yourself on being fantastic. Um, you know, fantastic picker and whatnot. But I would like to say that so far, I'm the better Lakers picker. Um, that's going to continue this year. You know, I, last year was too close. Uh, I shouldn't have let you back in. I was leading by like three or four games at one point. I let you back in. I let it get close. You know, I kind of, I wanted to build your self-esteem, Daniel. We were a new podcast. Uh, you know, <laughs> we've been friends, but we just recently became podcast hosts. I didn't want you to resent me and everything. So this year, you know, full steam ahead. 72-game season. I guarantee I win by double digits. How about that? Oh, my God. You know what, Daniel? I'm sitting here at my podcasting uh, desk. Um, you know, I, I do my other podcast within the lines, you know, shameless plug right there. 
I got a sign right here, and we put sticky notes with guarantees that I say throughout the year that are almost always wrong, like Alex Wood having a better season than Ryu last year. That didn't happen. Um, I'm going to put a sticky note right here, right where I'm pointing. I want the listeners to close their eyes, envision me pointing at the wall. Sticky note, I will beat Daniel by 10 games this season. I feel like we got to put something on this. <sighs> See, that's like a really bad uh, spread. I mean, we could we could do a, a friendly wager in terms of overall record. But I Jason do not, minus five. <laughs> I don't want to do Jason has to win by ten games. Like <laughs> Jason minus five. If you're so confident. Okay, how about if either of us wins by more than five? We'll we'll come up with like not like a money, but like a punishment. So like how I had to had to sing the outro song to TK uh, Hernandez jersey. <laughs> oh gosh, something. I'll get you. Ooh. Get you a Kyle Kuzma jersey. You have to make it your Twitter avi for like a month. Something. Oh my gosh. We'll, we'll do something like that. We'll talk about it in private. Yeah. Let the listeners know. I don't want to brainstorm on the podcast and go down a rabbit yeah. hole because I will. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> betting predictions. According to the Action Network, the Lakers are three-point favorites in this game. The total has been set at 224 points. Since I won last year, I'm going to go first. I'm just going to, you know, stake a claim in it. I got the Lakers minus three. So... I wanted. I almost wanted to pick the Clippers because I know you're also going to pick the Lakers just to kind of win this competition. But then I thought about it. I was like, look, I like the Lakers, and I think they're a much better team than the Clippers. So why would I pick the Clippers just to kind of be different than Daniel? Who cares if we pick the same thing the first game? Um, so I got Lakers minus three. I do think it's going to be a close game, though. I think if this line was a little bit higher, I might pick the Clippers. I have it being a five-point game. I have the final score being 115 Lakers to 120. 10 Clippers. So I have over 224 by one point, and I have the Lakers covering by a basket. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remind me what your final score was again, because I think it's close to mine. Lakers 115, Clippers 110. Okay. Yeah, so it is really close. I wrote down Lakers 118, Clippers 110. So I got Lakers in the over, just like you. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that one bit. (laughs) Yeah, so we're both going, both having the same record after this week. Hey, if this tells the listeners anything, if we both agree, that means it's going to hit. Maybe I'm going to parlay it. I'm going to parlay Lakers minus three in the over right now as we speak. It's not going to (laughs) hit. Yeah, we'll probably go one and one. It'll probably be like, I think the odds are, what do you think is more likely, the under hitting or Clippers hitting? Uh, Probably the under. Yeah, I think the Lakers are gonna do. I think the Lakers will cover. First game of they the season. Destroyed them in the preseason twice. The Clippers didn't win a game in the preseason. Really? They looked like they looked awful. Yeah, they went zero and four. I didn't even know that. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Who did yeah. they play after the Lakers? They got shelled by the Jazz. Like, oh wow! Destroyed. I think they lost by maybe thirty. And let me see. No, they lost by twenty. One twenty-five to one hundred five. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi played. 22 minutes. Paul George played 26. Wow. And Donovan Mitchell only played 26 minutes. I'm telling you, their bench isn't that good, dude. Yeah, it's Their really bench not. is really bad defensively. Like, really bad. Like, yeah. they talk about Trez, you know, being so terrible defensively, you know, because Jokic exposed him, and he absolutely did. I'm not going to pretend like he didn't. But, like, dude, your bench is terrible. He was not the worst defender on that bench. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just he happened to get matched up against a generational big man, and, you know, so he got a little bit exposed. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Yeah, their team's just not that great, man. I'm 
kind of looking at it like, wow, they're going to be starting Nick Batum 30 minutes a night. Yeah, that or Morris. Um, they're going to need big games from uh, from Paul George and Kawhi to keep up. And obviously, you know, especially Kawhi, absolutely capable. Uh, I know Laker fans don't like Kawhi, but I respect Kawhi. Um, I was looking at actually MVP odds. I think he's like 25 to 1 or 18 to 1 or something. That looks a little oh, tasty to me. Gosh. All right, I have breaking news. <laughs> oh, breaking news. Let's hear it. About the Clippers and their bench. Oh, let's hear it. Los Angeles Clippers guard Luke Kennard has agreed to a four-year, $64 million contract extension. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let the Clippers be the Clippers, man. Oh, my. Dude, they're paying Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris a combined max contract. Now, I so I just went on Twitter after you said breaking news. Uh, Joey Lynn, uh, I've worked with Joey. He's fantastic. He's very basketball knowledgeable. Um, so I'm not gonna like bash his takes or anything. He's a Clippers fan, but he's he knows basketball. But he did tweet uh, players 24 years or younger to shoot 40 percent from deep on at least six attempts per game last season. Carl Anthony Towns, Jason Tatum, Luke Kennard. Uh, Luke Kennard actually shot 39.9%. Uh, so, correction. Um, <laughs> but I guess that is the the justification is he shoots threes. Oh, man. I mean... <sighs> He's a good shooter. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't want to like... But $64 million, you said it was? That's bit, yeah, 464 is what the deal is. That's a bit much, man. Like, What? I don't know. And then they did the same thing with Marcus Morris, 464, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like KCP, did we overpay for him a little bit? Yeah. I mean, but we've talked about why that was a little bit necessary and, you know, you could trade him, whatever, and it's not his third year isn't fully guaranteed, but, like, KCP shot 38% last year, is a little bit farther along in his development, has actually, actually has playoff, you know, experience, and... I don't know. I'm not going to complain about the, you know, Luke Kennard last year, 0.78 offensive Pippum. Oh my gosh. I'm looking that up right now too. <laughs> negative 1.21 defensively. <laughs> yeah. Negative 1.21 defensive Pippum. Um, shoot, man. I want to look at the list. Cause he said the, the players 24 years or younger to shoot 40%. I wonder if like number four on that list is like a terrible player or if those are really the only three. That's crazy. Luke Kennard hasn't even played a minute on the Clippers, and they paid him $64 million. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's fun. That's fun. I love it. I mean, I guess they got to go all in on Kawhi and Paul George, but like... Oh, oh so let me, I'm reading now, too. Woj had another tweet. Mm -hmm. It's four years, $56 million in okay. terms of guaranteed money with an additional $8 million in incentives that he can uh, reach. Even 56 seems like a lot for a guy it that... It is. 14 mil a year. Like, maybe 40 mil is what, like, a, a Kuzma contract, you know, because we both think they overpaid for Kuzma. I'm not going to pretend like, you know, he we didn't. Um, give him a Kuzma contract, if anything, if you want him to, like, prove himself. But this, uh I don't know, man. I'm trying to look at, let's see, three point, three points attempted per game because he said attempted six or more. Uh, three point games, six. 
40% from three, six threes or more per game last season. Were those the only three players? So Jason Maybe. Tatum, Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, so under 24. But, I mean, you know who else is on that list of players to shoot 40% with at least uh, six attempts per game? Who? Terry Rozier. Ew. <laughs> uh, Duncan Robinson. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, there are some good players on here, but I'm only naming like the kind of ones that you would laugh at if they paid that much money. Ben McLemore. Uh. Oh wait, yeah, no, Ben McLemore. Um, and then some actually solid guys: Davis Bertans, JJ Redick, Bojan Bogdanovich, Paul George, Carl Anthony Towns, Danilo Gallinari, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard. So the, those are the. Uh, Kennard is not on this list because he shot 39.9 percent. I just want to make that clear. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy Jeez. that is crazy uh I, yeah. <laughs> I love it let, let's see maybe he'll pay off that'll pay off right away and he'll have a huge game against the clippers maybe he should be our purple player um <laughs> we'll come back at you guys on wednesday oh wednesday might be is that christmas eve no that's christmas eve eve uh wednesday the 23rd we'll have a post game recap maybe we'll record it tuesday night and it'll be up wednesday morning we'll have a post game and then in that post game we'll also be previewing christmas matchup against the Dallas Mavericks. That is on five, at 5 p.m. on Christmas, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, and then after that, we have a game on the 27th. Probably be back recording on the 26th if you're if you're available, Daniel. we got to talk about it. If not, maybe we record the morning of the 27th before the game. We'll probably talk about both the Sunday and the Monday game because they play a back-to-back. So we'll cover two games and one there. And then they play on the 30th. We'll probably record that on the 29th after the back-to-back, talk about the 30th game. And then we head into 2021. So that's the the immediate podcasting schedule that we better actually stick to this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, man, Luke Kennard, $56 million. I can't believe I, it. That's awesome. What a way to end the podcast. Um, I love it. So, so, yeah, that's our schedule. Again, if you like what we're bringing you, uh, subscribe, follow, leave us a review got any questions we'll answer them also on twitter at i believe lake show life pod or no we have our own twitter it's not just the podcast at the lake show life is our twitter uh check out the articles on our website daniel is a pretty bad writer but you can still read his stuff just kidding daniel is a great writer um (laughs) in the (laughs) meantime you're welcome in the meantime go lakers i'll be balling every day